Hey, what's going on? It's uh, August 3rd, August 3rd, and day seven of training camp wrapped up. So I'm gonna give you my thoughts about what's going on at Niners training camp. We got to start with this quarterback competition, but like I put it in quotes, competition, because it implies that there's like a winner, that because you just throw out three quarterbacks that someone wins and he's good. But what I see is a quarterback competition that's just revealing that none of them are good enough. I'm sorry. I hate to be like a downer, but I feel like every content creator has sort of painted themselves into a camp. Like, I'm a Brock Purdy guy, or I'm a Trey Lance guy. And I, I don't know that there are any Sam Darnold guys yet, but there could be in the future. Uh, and I just, I don't want to be in any camp. Like, I've advocated for Trey because I feel like he hasn't gotten a fair chance, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, yeah, man, if Trey starts week one, he's going to end up being a top 10 quarterback and winning the Super Bowl. Like, maybe, but I don't have, like, a ton of confidence that that'll happen. And so, like, when people re report on these practices and they'll say, like, who is, bet who is the best? Some people will say it was Brock Purdy today because he was 7 of 10. But, like... So what? Just because you went 7 to 10 in a practice, I mean, you're an elite quarterback. Like, what was his best throw of the day from Brock? It was a 15-yard throw of the middle. I don't know. Like, I saw Jimmy make those throws all the time. He wasn't good enough. I see Brock make those throws. Sam Darnold was 6 of 8 today. That was his best throw. A 15-yard throw over the middle. So maybe he was better than, than Brock. I don't know. And then Trey played. He threw a pick. That was terrible. But in the totality of training camp, he's thrown fewer picks than Brock in more days. And what was his best throw? 15-yard like out. Nice throw. Still, though, like, whenever someone wins a day and that camp gets all excited, like, what did that quarterback really do? Did he light it up? Did he have, like, a bunch of deep throws? Did he have four or five touchdowns? No. I would imagine that's the kind of stuff Patrick Mahomes does, Joe Burrow does, Josh Allen does, Justin Herbert does, Dak Prescott does. Well, I don't know about Dak. But the other like good quarterback, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, I bet you they have days in camp where they just freaking light it up. And it doesn't matter that they're going against a good defense because they're elite. Like the best quarter, the, the, the winner of today's quarterback competition's best throw is a 15 yard throw over the middle to Brandon Ayuk. Wow. Like 50 guys in the league can do that. Trey can do that. They all can do that. But I think we need to like step back from this quarterback competition and stop pretending like whoever quote unquote wins it is good enough. I think what we're learning from this quarterback competition is that you got three B quarterbacks at best and that it's highly likely that someone else entirely is going to be a starting quarterback next year. That this is all like an audition for now. And if it doesn't work out, Brock could be gone. Sam could be gone. Trey could be gone. Or they could all be backups for Kirk Cousins next year. I don't think this is... I mean, when it's a different quarterback every day who's having the best day and the, you really can't point out what he did that was that great, I don't see what the quarterback competition is revealing. Like with Brock Purdy, he's the same guy we used to know. He can't hit the throws outside the numbers down the field. But he can hit the dinks and the dunks and the stuff over the middle about 15 yards. He's always going to be that way. I don't think it's good enough.
Sam Darnold, like he's trying to play like Brock Purdy. That's pathetic. He's this big guy with his big arm who's like doing the dink and dunk thing. Kind of pathetic. And then you got Trey Lance who's like trying to be more aggressive, but like not really pulling it off every day. And you got Brandon Allen who doesn't get to play anymore. And you got Kyle Shanahan who thinks he's the star. I don't know. Feels kind of like a sideshow. We're all focused on the fact that the Niners don't have the right quarterback. Just keep in mind when someone raves about uh, some performance a Niners quarterback has in practice, like what did he really do? High completion percentage? Okay, how far do those passes travel? There's a lot of check. I mean, a lot of defenses will give you the check down. I don't know. I don't mean to be a complete downer here, but I think it's hard to get excited about any of these quarterbacks. You can be hopeful. You can be positive, but like it really excited. Why? I don't know. I've It's going to be funny next week when they do the joint practices with the Raiders. What do these guys look like in comparison to Jimmy? I would expect the Niners quarterbacks would look way better because they're going to be going against the Raiders defense and Jimmy's going to be going against the Niners defense. So if Jimmy looks better than them, that's a big freaking problem. Also, the fact that this quarterback competition is kind of a farce and that none of these guys are stepping up. Again, who does that reflect on? Kyle. I think this quarterback competition is just one big distraction to protect Kyle from the real conversation, which should be, this quarterback room is not good enough for a a team that's supposed to be a win-now team. It's not. You got Jimmy Jr., wearing number 13. You got Sam Darnold. And you got Trey Lance, who's waiting to make his fifth start. I don't think that's good enough. And to distract the fact from the fact that it's not good enough, there's intrigue. There's a competition. There is, uh, it's, like a, it's like a reality show. The quarterback. The bachelor. The bachelor. The bachelorette. I don't know how it works. And so we, we like the drama. It's something that unfolds every day. Oh, Trey was the best today. Dun, dun, dun. What does that mean? Oh, Brock was the best the next day. Dun, dun, dun. Like, mm, it's a mid-off. Until someone really lights it up, it's a mid-off. And you can give whatever excuses you want to give. Oh, this guy have eight starts. Or this guy have four starts. Or this guy's Sam Darnold. Like, sorry. This is, these were the guys that Kyle wanted. He really wanted Trey Lance at one time. He really wants Sam Darnold, and he thinks, he said today that Brock Purdy's the real deal. So, okay, man, you got three franchise, you got three guys you wanted. Do you know what you're doing? Also, I wrote that I was, like, didn't, wasn't super impressed with Brock Purdy, and I guess that went kind of, I don't know, viral on Twitter, and some, uh, Adam Schefter picked it up and asked someone on the Niners, like, what do you think of Brock Purdy? And they're like, oh, the media doesn't know what they're looking at in practice. Well, neither do the Niners. I'm not saying I know what I'm looking at, but they don't know what they're looking at either. How can they sit there and say they know what they're looking at when they watched all the training camp last year and started Trey and put Brock as third on the depth chart? I guess they must not know either. They're as bad as me. I don't know. They're trying their hardest to watch the quarterback competition this year and like take it seriously. And that almost led them to what? Keeping Brandon Allen. We had to shame them into stop playing him. 
I don't know. I don't think this quarterback competition is anything special. Maybe I'm being too harsh, but what do you guys think? Off topic, how does my shit bang slap in the Kia? Um, I haven't tried that one yet, but E40 in general does bang pretty hard. That's what that's what's nice about E40. Brock is Kyle Allen 2.0. Kyle Allen did have a, a, a hot start, right? Let's see. Kyle Allen stats. Kyle Allen. He was with, I don't know, Carolina. Did he did he win five games in a row? Let's see. Five and seven. He's with Carolina. And he did win one, two, three, four games in a row. Lost one and then won another one. He was he was five and one at one point. And then it all fell apart. Lots of losses in a row. Yeah, I don't he hasn't won a game in a long time. That could be that could be the that could be the case. It's a mid-off, says Khalil. It was a mid-off. Grant, that guy wearing the Frank Gore saluting you as recorded your thoughts for the day was funny. That was funny, wasn't it? Jorge Luis Sotelo, again, says, I'm a bit concerned about what you're reporting from the quarterbacks. How does Brock Purdy and Trey Lance compare with how they did last year? Uh, Trey is definitely better than last year. But he's, I mean, he's not elite. Brock is not necessarily better than last year. He was good last year. He's not elite. They're, I mean, they all might be good, but is good good enough? Jimmy was good. He wasn't good enough. I can't wait for Kyle to tell Jed to give up, to give uh, to give up beat up Kirk Cousins hundred million guarantees. Says Khalil Camp. I can't wait for that either because Kyle would do it. Tinker says, "Yeah, I thought we weren't looking at the quarterbacks. It's the best reality for a Niner." Hey, what about ninety seven? Oh, he doesn't want to be here. He's going to wait for like Brian Burns and other defensive linemen to sign first. Ravi says, Trey Brock, Sam Allen for Cousins. Who says no? Trey Brock, Sam Allen for Cousins. The whole quarterback room for Cousins. I think um, the Vikings say no. Huff Bagwell says, this quarterback drama is distracting us from Bosa talk. He's just, he's just waiting. He doesn't want to be here. Hey, Grant, do you have the same fear I do, says Michael, that if we pay Nick more than $30 million per year, we won't be able to sustain or depth uh, the depth in the D-line? Why not get on the phone with Tennessee, Miami, and get three ones at the end of the season? I'm open-minded to stuff like that. I like thinking like that. I feel like Nick Bosa's a great player, but um, he also kind of f- tapers off at the end of seasons. He uh, He's had major injuries. His brother is, isn't as good now as he was when he was younger. Um, he's going to be making quarterback money. How about just trade Nick Bosa for a quarterback? That's what I would do. Don't trade him for draft picks. Trade him for a top 10 quarterback. Because I think you could probably get one for Jim, for Nick Bosa. Do that. They didn't have Nick Bosa in 2020. They still had a top five defense. You can get DNs. They're everywhere. There, there's guys on the market right now who probably had like 10 sacks last year. That's what I would do. Trade Nick Bosa for a quarterback. Because he's going to be making that kind of money. He doesn't play quarterback. Dink and dunk equals Kyle Shannon system taking time off the clock. Wow, man. That's brave it's exciting that you know who else had a dink and dunk take his time off the clock system john gruden the difference is that kyle gets explosive plays because he has great players he's gotten some amazing and like does that make kyle Shane a great coach because he has the best weapons he's like an all pro at every position you have uh why don't you invest in a mini split or window ac yet why don't you invest in a mini split don't know what that is or a window ac yet because i live in oakland california and it's super cold all the freaking time. I feel like I talk about Brandon Ayuk a lot, but like not enough. 
he's 25 years old. He's at right at that age where certain really talented pros take off and realize that they could be Hall of Famers. I'm not saying Brandon Ayuk's going to be a Hall of Famer, but this is the age that Debo Samuel was when he realized that he wasn't just pretty good or one of the guys. He's the guy. He's the man. And he was. He was the man in 2019. I don't think he's the man anymore, although maybe he'll prove me wrong. I think Brandon Ayuk is the man now. And like, you'll see him for yourself, but just the way he's built, put together, he's in the best shape I've ever seen him. He's got really big, big legs. He used to have kind of skinny legs. And I say that as someone with the skinniest, nastiest bird, little, little bird legs of all time. He kind of had skinny legs and, and playing next to Debo Samuel, who has like the thickest, like badonkadonk of all time. No offense. I think this IU kind of stood out gangly. He felt a little gangly. Now he looks like, you know, really, really freaking strong and he plays like it. And he catches like, it seems like he catches four or five passes a day. It seems like he's every quarterback's favorite wide receiver. He gets open. He makes difficult catches. He's where he's supposed to be. He gives the, the, you know, a hundred percent effort on every play. Unlike some people, (laughs) he just looks like the best wide receiver. I think I've ever covered Debo's a hybrid player. You know what I mean? Like a lot of what he does is break tackles in games playing running back, which doesn't really show up in practice, but in terms of just on the practice field, I think he's the best wide receiver I've ever covered. He's, he's like, he's a little bit like Michael Crabtree with the long legs, uh, with the, the long arms and the, but he's, a little smaller, a little faster, better. He's better than Michael Crabtree. He's he's way better than Michael Crabtree. Better than Bolden. Those guys were like slot receivers. Anquan Bolden, I mean, Brandon Ayuk can line up in the slot. He can line up outside. But what's most important is just how they're, how every quarterback has fallen in love with them. I, maybe it was a Jimmy thing going to Debo so much. But um, I think even Brock Purdy realizes that Brandon Ayuk is always open. He's always open. Maybe when George Kittle starts practicing, he'll become the go-to guy. But I feel like he's going to pass that in his career. He's a little old for that. And I just don't really understand how they're going to use Debo this year. Because it's going to be all about McCaffrey and Ayuk. Those are the two best players on the, the offense. Someone today said that Ayuk is the best player on the field every day. Oh, yeah, it was Kyle Juszczyk. I'm not messing around with Brandon with Brandon Ayuk. I'm telling you. This guy has something. He's the best player on on the field every day, 23 catches through through seven days. Who does that? Only guys I've ever seen like produce like that in, in practice where it doesn't really matter. Only thing that matters is your pride and proving it to your teammates and yourself. Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden would show up to practice and kick everyone's ass every day just because. Because he could. And he wanted to. I think Michael Crabtree could have, but he didn't really care to. Debo Samuel can, but I don't think he really cares to. George Kittle can, but he's pacing himself. Ayuk just shows up to work every day and kicks everyone's ass. Lenore, kicking your ass, making you better, but also talking shit and kicking your ass. And like Lenore has to like take it in stride and be like, thank you, Brandon. Thank you for kicking my ass and telling me about it because it's, you know, iron sharpens iron and all that stuff. God forbid Ambry Thomas or anyone other than Traverius Wars covering Brandon Ayuk. Isaiah Oliver, good luck. So really, all it comes down to for the Niners this year is calling his number and giving him opportunities. They've People have said, like, Brandon Ayuk's never taken over a game or won games the way Debo Samuel has. Well, he can't call his own number, can't throw the ball to himself. It's been real clear for years that the Niners haven't trusted Brandon Ayuk. Well, the quarterbacks on the team now do. 
And Kyle Shannon seems to be calling his number. If you play fantasy football, Gabe Brandon Ayuk, I think it's real clear that he's going to lead the team in targets, catches, yards, touchdown catches. Only thing that could hold back Brandon Ayuk, two things. Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan. That's it. It's only no no cornerbacks holding back Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk's not going to hold back Brandon Ayuk with questionable work habits. It's only going to be two people. Quarterback coach, quarterback play caller, maybe the offensive line. But Brandon Ayuk, I would take him. Great, great draft pick. He's just a really, really good player. And I, I, I still don't quite understand what they held against him the last three years. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that he's not a captain. He's not in the Cabo clique. And you know what? That makes me like him even more. It makes me like him even more. Jimmy Ward wasn't in the Cabo clique. One of the things I don't like about the culture of this Niners team, it's not one team. That's, I think, at the core, one of my issues with this group. They've never won a Super Bowl. They're not one team. They have an inner circle and then the rest of the group. And the inner circle acts like they're champions. From Kyle, what's the inner circle? The Cabo click. Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. Those eight people. Their inner circle, the holiest of the holies. They can do no wrong. They're all future Hall of Famers. Doesn't matter if they win Super Bowls or not. And Ayuk isn't one of them. Why? You're telling me Kyle Juszczyk's more important to this team than Brandon Ayuk? Kyle Juszczyk is to, because it feels like it's not just a symbolic group, the Cabo clique. They have a big say on what happens. Who's going to be the quarterback this year? Let's talk about it, the eight of us in Cabo. Last year when Kyle wanted it to be Trey, he had to like plead with the Cabo clique to accept him. And he didn't. And they didn't. I think it's a problem with this, with this culture because any team that has an inner circle Already he's in a bad spot. And then Ayuk isn't included in that? He's not invited? I would like to see Brandon Ayuk be a captain this year and get invited to Cabo next. Like, what has he got to, what's he got to do? He's got to invite himself. It's usually uncouth to invite yourself. Usually. And the thing about Brandon Ayuk is that he is extremely couth. He's not lacking couth. So, I don't know. What am I, I'm still talking about Brandon Ayuk big fan christopher dillman says you can rule out cousins niner fans he's afraid of d-line pressure and afraid of needles get vax go brock go trey okay jay garza says stop paying non-quarterbacks top of the market find a find and pay a quarterback worth the top of the market that guy probably not on the team yet but they won't jay they're gonna pay bosa and they're never ever 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 gonna spend on quarterback or right tackle which is a problem. Dabuda says, if it's so cold, why are you always sweating? It's a good question. Because I'm geeked up. I'm geeked up. I'm geeked. I'm geeked up. Huff Bagwell says, if you had to pick a receiver not named Debo to be your second wide receiver, who would it be? I like this question. Because it wouldn't be Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings is like a slot receiver only. Although what you could do, what you could do, if he was your number two receiver, Jennings, you could do like a lot of like formations with two receivers to one side. 
even if you're in 21 personnel, to put the two receivers to one side to have Jennings still be in the slot. Or, or there's so many tight, tight splits where you can have Jennings be in close. And you can still use Jennings as a number two receiver because he's so much better than... That being said, hold on. Let me, let me go Dr. Evil real quick. I feel like when Debo went down last year, Ray Ray McLeod stepped into his role and did it beautifully. So if Debo is hurt and you really trying to replace Debo, like his role, his position, it's Ray Ray. That way you can keep Jawan as the third down slot guy. Ray Ray, I think Ray Ray doesn't get enough credit. Travis Vandenhull says, trade your best player Bosa, then say the Niners need better players. Really, Grant? I was saying trade, trading Bosa for a quarterback. You don't want to do that. Randall says, Brandon Ayuk needs to go to a team that throws over 15 yards. It's a shame watching him play in this offense. Yeah. Because he has a complete route tree, but he can't display it on this team because the quarterback doesn't have it. Jason says, Ayuk already reminds me of a young Devontae Adams. Hope he stays after the joint practices with him to hone his already awesome routes. I can see that comparison for sure. Papa Phil says, Debo is the only player that can score on any play. Yep. Absolutely. He's also the dude who can like drop the ball on any play, man. Throwing the ball to Debo is like a drop or a touchdown. His drops are maddening. It's like a it's like a twelve percent chance he's gonna drop the ball. Trade cut trader cut Mitchell, best player on IR. Here's the thing. They probably should trade Mitchell, but they won't because Kyle Shanahan loves him, which is weird. Because he's a very injury-prone player. And I feel like some players get written off because they're injury-prone, but not Mitchell. Kyle loves him. Don't know why. Called him a great player today. A great player. I'm sorry. I think it's a little hasty. This is a very interesting development. So Trent Williams takes days off. Usually the left tackles Jalen Moore, who got injured yesterday, injured his knee, bone bruise. We've seen a lot of Jalen Moore, and he's a decent player. They play him at left tackle, but they keep saying they want to play him at guard. They want to play him at guard. So today, the left tackle for the first string offense was a man named a man named Leroy Watson, who went to Texas San Antonio. What's interesting about Leroy Watson, he came out last year. He was an undrafted free agent. He went to the same school as Spencer Burford at, at this school, UTSA, University of Texas San Antonio. Burford was a left tackle. Watson was a tight end, about 270 pounds, 6'4", 6'5". On the Niners, left tackle Burford moved to guard. Watson, tight end, moved to tackle. How interesting is that? And the 49ers list him at 311 pounds. You don't know anything about Leroy Watson, and maybe you don't take him seriously because he's an offensive tackle, and it's like a premium position, and who is he, undrafted free agent, but... This dude at the combine at 270 pounds ran a 4'9". That's really freaking fast. He has 35-inch arms, three cone of 7'4'6". That's really freaking fast for a man of his size. And if he really weighs 3'11 right now, then he's an athletic specimen who just might work out with a little coaching. And there is precedent of these play of like players like this becoming superstars. Jason Peters. Great player for a long time with the Eagles. Undrafted free agent, played tight end in college. And the idea is to play offensive tackle in the pros at a high level. You have to have really, 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 really quick feet. So tight ends have really quick feet, quicker than guards. Easier to make a tight end an offensive tackle than a guard. 
because guards are big guys with slow feet, usually. So take a tight end, pump them up, make them bigger, turn them into an offensive tackle. Joe Staley was a tight end in high school. A lot of times this works. A little bit harder for it to work in uh, the pros, but I believe that's what happened with Jason Peters. So Leroy Watson is definitely someone to watch. I think he's actually like the most intriguing offensive tackle on the team other than Trent Williams. Because to me, Colton McKivitz is a guard trying to play tackle in the NFL. Jalen Moore is a guard being forced to play tackle in the NFL. McKivitz as well. The only offensive tackles on this team are Trent Williams and Leroy Watson, who's been working with Trent. 78. Watch this guy in the uh, preseason because he's one of the more intriguing players in the team. If this guy hits, if he becomes a starter, all of a sudden the Niners are in business because right tackle is as important, is almost as important as left tackle. Right tackle is as important as pretty much any position on the team other than quarterback and left tackle. And they don't have one, the Niners. They have a guard playing right tackle. But this guy, this guy might have it. Check him out. He's a really freaking good athlete. Um, Vinny Boy, got you. Scotty Dippin. With BP's skill set being short to intermediate, can he maximize BA's skill set? No. No. Because Brandon Ayuk is the kind of guy, I mean, like on the Niners, he runs a bunch of in-breaking routes. Digs, 15-yard ins is what I mean. Slants. Shallow crosses, um, line him up in the slot, have him, have him on a curl. Did a lot of that today. And it's like, he could do so much more than that. He could run deep outs. He could run corner routes. But you don't have a, a quarterback who could throw a corner route. He can run posts. So he's not really ever going to, and people are going to hold that against him. Well, he's only catching these underneath passes. Yeah, because of the team. Brandon Crow says, top UDFA through seven days for you. Does Fisher make the 53? It's without a question, Deshaun Jameson. I don't think that Fisher will make the 53 yet, but I think that Jameson will. I think the corners, the, uh, it's going to go Traverius Ward, Diamondo Lenore, Samuel Womack. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Hold on. What's it going to be? This is the best part of the show when I just stop talking and look things up. Okay. It's been a long week. Traverius Ward, Samuel Womack, Diamond Lenore, Darrell Luter Jr. Right. He's hurt, but he's going to make the team. Maybe they put him on Pup to start the season just to find Ambry Thomas a spot. But I think Deshaun Jameson and uh, Isaiah Oliver, that's six. You don't need a seventh. So I think Jameson's going to make it. Oh, also, Kalen Laburn, the running back. Wait, just wait for it. He had a, a play today where they handed him the ball on a draw. There was a guy by him in the backfield, almost got him for a two-yard loss, and then it was a 15-yard game. He was just gone. Super explosive and then really fast. Hey, uh, what quarterback grant? They don't grow on trees. I don't know, man. What do you think What do you think Nick Bosa's worth? You don't think you get a top 10 quarterback for Nick Bosa? I don't know. You tell me. I would. I mean, you could give Nick Bosa his ex extension and then trade him, I guess. Kyler V says, I know things like this don't matter, but it was disappointing not seeing BA in the top 100 players list of last season, but Debo and Kittle made it. Why doesn't the rest of the league show him any love? Because it's all about reputation. And the Niners don't promote Brandon Ayuk, so why would the rest of the league take notice? Kyle doesn't call his number when it counts. He doesn't invite him to Cabo. 
He doesn't want to be his friend. He wants to be Debo's friend. So it's the Niners' fault. The Niners don't do a great job of promoting everyone. They're a little selective with who they promote. Ask Aziz Al-Shair. Ask Raheem Mostert. Ask Jimmy Ward. Huff Bagwell says, I love that name. Would you trade Bosa for Joe Thomas in his prime? I would. I'd rather have a great left tackle than a great DN. I would. I feel like it's harder to find great offensive tackles than great DNs. There are really good D. There are DNs who had 10 sacks, 10 plus sacks last year still available in the free agent market. Last topic, then I'm out of here. Quick show. Jordan Mason was a starting running back today because Elijah Mitchell's hurt and Christian McCaffrey, they're pacing him. And Jordan Mason is interesting. He was great last year in camp, didn't get a ton of carries, played mostly at the end of games when the Niners were up and, the, and they, they called him the, the closer. Christian McCaffrey called him uh, Mariano Rivera who was the great all-time great closer for the Yankees in the 90s when I was a kid. Jordan Mason's more than a closer now. They, they're trusting him. He can do everything. He's a good receiver. I think he's always been a good receiver, a good route runner. He's really elusive. He makes people miss, and he runs people over. He also fumbles. He's fumbled twice in camp, but he didn't fumble today, and that's really important. But no, I think he's earning the trust of the coaches, and I never understood why he didn't have it before. And there was a lot of speculation. The Niners wouldn't say what the issue was. They said something like, well, we don't know if the lights are too bright for him. Well, Kyle, I asked Kyle today, you know, how much has Jordan Mason improved? And I think what he said was he knows the system better. I don't know Jordan Mason, but a lot of times the thing that holds rookies back from playing for the Niners is learning Kyle's offense. Some guys learn it quicker than others. Maybe he learned it, but it seemed like Kyle implied that Jordan didn't quite know the whole thing. And if you don't know the whole offense, Kyle won't put you out there because he'll call whatever. So he maybe only felt comfortable playing Jordan Mason at the end of games where he could tell Jordan, all right, these are this, this is my package of plays for you. I'm going to call inside zone, outside zone, and power. Like That's the only three plays you need to know, okay? Which is fair. Some Some rookies just need a little bit on their plate. Now it seems like he's got it all. He's learned the offense. And I think it's you should be expecting to see a lot of Jordan Mason this year. I'm sure you were comp- confused why you didn't see it last year. It's always about the system, right? Because the most important thing is whether you know Kyle Shanahan's system. He's not going to pare it down for you. Because it's not about getting the best athletes on the field. It's about getting the best athletes on the field who know Kyle, who know Kyle Shanahan's offense. Because the best player on the 49ers is Kyle Shanahan's offense. Like, Trent Williams might be a 98 out of 100, but Kyle Shanahan's offense is a 99, even though it was averaging 19 points per game last year until Christian McCaffrey got here. It's a 99 because he's the best. He's essentially the quarterback, the running back, the right tackle, the left tackle, and the tight end all at the same time. That's how valuable Kyle Shanahan is. So Jordan, (laughs) you've made the team. You're on. But you're going to have to take pop quizzes every Wednesday to stay in the rotation. Josh Wyatt says, is Ambry still in the team? Just make all the quarterbacks look good in training camp. What exactly would you say he does here? I actually think that's that's what he does. I think he's like the human. He makes everyone feel good about themselves. It's like he's like going around giving out compliments. You are. He's like stroking people's egos. You are such a good wide receiver. I can't even. I can't even get close to you, man. Like, wow. I can't even see you right now, bro. That is Ambry Thomas. He just makes, he's everyone's favorite teammate. 
because he doesn't really compete and he just, I don't know. I can't tell you the last time I saw him break up a pass. It was years ago. Years. Travis says, you will never get a quarterback for a pass rusher. Thank you, Travis. Birdman says, member for 17 months. I bet you could get a quarterback for Nick Bosa. How many first-round picks is he worth? Three? How many quarterbacks are worth three first-round picks? Deshaun Watson went for that, right? I think you get a quarterback for Nick Bosa. Peen Machine <laughs> says, is that Rainbow L for Lance? So freaking hot. Oh, my God. Gimme, 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 Grant. That was cool, man. Nice. All right. It's for Levi's, which is where the Niners play. But you made that something worse. Anyway, thank you, Peen Machine. Thanks for watching, everyone. It's 5.30 on a what? Thursday? I want to go to dinner now. I'm done. But uh, they have practice tomorrow. And the day after that, which is so exciting. So exciting. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? I'm so excited. You know why? Because I get to watch a quarterback competition. And someone is going to play decently tomorrow. It's going to be so exciting to watch one of these quarterbacks put a decent performance on. And, you know, really hit those short throws. Maybe a couple throws over the middle. Maybe take some shots down the field. No, they won't hit them per se, but they'll try them. And that's what counts. You know what I mean? At least there, there's an effort being made. And I think that's really exciting. Watching three mid quarterbacks duke it out to see who can be the most mid that day. So exciting. I love it. Won't you come with me? Won't you watch with me? It's a beautiful day. Thanks for watching. I'm out. Goodbye.